if you're in a painful season right now because our relationship is blown up, um, man, this is a great opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because usually great change comes from great seasons of pain. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Uh, pain won't change you for the good. That's not automatic. Mm-hmm. You have to choose that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is one of these opportunities where you can just own your part of whatever it was, take responsibility, and begin to humble yourself and allow God to begin to move in your life. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We've been in this series talking about relationships and the art of relationships and and really all of that has been undoing our thinking, what we what we naturally want to do and what our culture says we should do, and going, okay, what is Jesus actually modeled? What does the Bible teach about relationships? Because he is the author of all relationships. And so, Chad, as you've been studying this, and not just for this series, not just in this season, but even just throughout your life, what are, what are the things, because you talked about this early on, uh, that you've been learning, because you grew up in a pretty relationally unhealthy environment. Um, and in a lot of ways, I've grown up in unhealthy relational environments kind of throughout my uh, formative years. And so going, okay, what are we unlearning uh, from our upbringing? And then also, what are we learning? And what is maybe God teaching you kind of recently as you've been uh, on this ongoing journey? Because I really think it's a lifelong journey of learning how to do relationships God's way. Yeah, that's a great question. Let me Let me drop a couple of truth bombs Mm -hmm. and then uh, we can talk about things we're learning, have learned, Mm -hmm. still need to learn. Um, So our, our key verse in the series, as we've been talking about the art of relationships is James three 17. And he gives the ingredients um, from heaven wisdom, specifically wisdom from heaven. Uh, But right before that, he said there's quote earthly wisdom. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he says there's wisdom from heaven. Yeah. Earthly wisdom, unspiritual, and demonic. Yeah. <laughs> He's, in, case, in case you're thinking earthly wisdom still wisdom, he goes, no, 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 this is really bad wisdom, which dude, is not wisdom. If you just want to get punched, read James chapter 3. Uh-huh. Because that whole chapter... He's just like, boom, boom, boom. Like your mouth is getting you in trouble. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) It's lighting fires. Boom, boom, boom. It's destroying people's lives. Boom, boom, boom. And it's untamable. (laughs) If you're bitter and selfish (laughs) and envious, that's demonic. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, he just pulls no punches. And then you get to the crescendo, Mm -hmm. right? Verse 17. Uh, But wisdom from heaven is, first of all, uh, pure, Mm -hmm. right? And he talks about being considerate and peace-loving and kind and merciful. And you want to be a peacemaker, not a peacetaker. And mm-hmm. he, he closes with this beautiful thing, right? So, so what's the point? What's the point I'm making? Uh, we're all relational idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of us who maybe come from backgrounds uh, like mine, it's a little more obvious. So I'm going to give this truth bomb statistic. So there's the Bible truth bomb, and then I'm going to give one statistic. Mm-hmm. I, on, I only need to give one yeah. to just scare a bunch of us. Yep. Okay. If you are married right now, and the the family that you come from, your your parents divorced. If you are married right now, but your parents are divorced, mm-hmm. there is a seven out of ten chance 
a 70% chance before you even get married, get into it, Mm -hmm. no matter who you marry, whether you're a Christian, not a Christian, the statistics all the way across the board. Yeah. There's a seven out of 10 chance that you're going to divorce yourself. So all the stats, Mm -hmm. right? If your parents are divorced, all the stats are against you. Now, here's this. Okay. And if you marry somebody. About to say, I've married somebody. So I come from divorce. My wife also comes from a family of divorce. Same situation. My wife's parents are divorced. My parents are divorced. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then just bump that up. Mm Mm-hmm. To uh, 8.5% <laughs> yep. or, or, or uh, 85%, yep. 8.5. No, That'd be you. great. I'm it's trying, 85%, yeah. uh, eight and a half out of 10, mm-hmm. an 85% chance that you're going to divorce yourself. So so my wife and I, um, when we became aware of this statistic, we, we were actually separated. Uh, this was uh, almost 18 years ago. And when I heard that statistic, I'm like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean for I don't your like kids? my I don't mm-hmm. like my wife right now, but I don't want to contribute to that stat because yeah. we, we we had had um, our firstborn son at that point. We we have two boys now, um, but just that statistic mm-hmm. says, you know, we we kind of tend to repeat what That's our right. what our parents gave us. We repeat um, relational stupidity from people in our past. Um, there are no perfect people, so there are no perfect relationships, and we all need God. And and even if you come from uh, a family where your parents were married their whole lives and they're still married, uh, some of those scenarios, you know, there wasn't it's a lot of still love. a high percentage of people that come from that family that divorce as well. Yeah, there there wasn't a lot of love there. They were just putting up with each mm-hmm. other. You know, they they live in the same house, but it's not really a home in yeah. the sense of love and 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 health. And so all of us are just relational idiots. And to um, say this real quick, just to we all need help. If, if you're listening and you're like, "Oh, I've been through a divorce," or "I've been through a couple divorces," this is not a shame session. Oh, this is yeah. a reality of this is the culture that we live in. And and there was a time, to your point, that people stayed together in their marriage, but they were miserable and they were relational idiots. But they, because of social pressure, stayed together or had secret affairs over here, whatever, whatever. Um, There's been dysfunction for as long as there's been humanity. Yeah. My only point, it's Mm -hmm. not shame at all. And I love my parents and we have a good, you know, relationship. But um, my point is (laughs) the statistics are heavy. Yeah. Right. If you grew up in the house of a smoker and you left that house, you still smelled like smoke, even if you weren't a smoker. You pick up the environment that you grew up in. And all of us come from an environment, a culture, a home and individuals who are fallen people. And so we're picking that up. Anyhow, so the Bible says we're all relational idiots and the stats prove that true as well. So that, that, that was my, my point. So, um, so we've been in this series talking Mm -hmm. about art of relationships, you know, and, and, and what am I, what am I learning? Um, I think, I think one of the things that I've learned, uh, and, and this is probably the most important lesson Mm -hmm. because it's the starting point Mm -hmm. is, uh, Embracing the fact yeah. that I need to improve relationally mm-hmm. because for years, um, I'm using the word years, all my relational problems were somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. And I was constantly playing the blame game, mm-hmm. right? I think I said this in a sermon recently, you know, picture the word blame in your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, to blame is to be lame. That's how it's spelt, mm-hmm. you know, if you're blaming, you're being lame. And and probably the biggest lesson uh, is the starting point lesson, which is 
if all of your relationships are unhealthy or there's relational issues all around you, uh, clue phone, answer it. You are the common denominator. Mm-hmm. And what do we tend to do? Oh, well, it would have been different if they, if it would have been different than this. And we, you know, we point fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had to stop playing the blame game and go, there's a good chance I'm at a minimum 50% of the problem mm-hmm. here, right? Uh, and so I, I think the starting point for all of us is just to own uh, we're not relational geniuses. Yeah. Um, we need God's help. Um, and there are varying levels of unhealth, but all of us are relational idiots in various ways. Which, to go with the meta-narrative of Scripture, the, the Bible teaches that the way that we receive and the way that we're transformed is through humility. And so what you're talking about is humility, is that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Yeah. To acknowledge that we're all relational idiots is a step of humility to go, okay, on my own, my natural best is going to fall short and I'm going to mess this thing up. Uh, I need help. And and God is the one who offers that help. That That is a step of humility. And if that is your mindset, uh, there's hope for you. Yeah. <laughs> because God offers grace to the humble. Yeah. And if you're dating right now mm-hmm. and, and you would like to be married someday, mm-hmm. um, you want to be with somebody who is not arrogantly ignorant. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are arrogant... And yet they're stupid about a bunch of things like like they don't know and they're and they're proud about it, but mm-hmm. they don't know that they don't know. And yet there's an arrogance. Um, you you want to date somebody that's teachable. Yeah. That's humble. Which I would say if they're arrogant and right, they're still arrogant. That's still going to be a problem in your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> if they're arrogant and wrong, that's that's a real obvious one. But if they're arrogant and right, they're still that closed off to uh, I want to receive. I want to learn. I want to change. Yeah. That's uh, thank you for saying that. Um, arrogance is the thing that keeps you from any growth. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we all have to embrace the suck mm-hmm. at things new. We all have to um, swallow our pride, be willing to look stupid. So you want to date somebody that is quick to confess, mm-hmm. quick to say, oh, I was wrong about that, you know, quick to forgive. One of the things that I, I loved early on in my relationship with Lindsay and that I was attracted to is I, I noticed she had mentors in her life. So we're in college and, and I tell young adults this all the time. I said, because they're like, oh, I'm interested in this person. I'll go, do they have people pouring into their lives? Are they mm-hmm. seeking out mentors? Are they seeking out people who are ahead of them? Because that's one of the top qualities you want to look for. Because that means, and are you doing the same thing? Because that means as you guys go through seasons of life and challenges, and you guys are going to butt heads relationally, there are going to be times that you go, we're not figuring this out on our own. We need outside help. If you don't have a habit of seeking that out and receiving that, you're going to have a really tough time in your marriage. So that's one of the top qualities you want to look for if you are dating, if you're a young adult, is, is this person open to receiving input from people who have wisdom and not just talking to them and going, okay, I'm not, you're dumb. I'm not going to listen to that, but actually applying what they're teaching. Cause if that's the case, you guys can grow together the rest of your lives. Yeah. Are they growing? Are mm-hmm. they changing? Flip side is, are you growing? Correct. Are you humble? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you changing? Uh, are you the kind of person that the person you're looking for is looking for? Is looking for? Mm-hmm. I heard a pastor say that. I, I love that line. And so, yeah, all Are you relation- trying to bend that person to your way of thinking and your your direction, your path. If that's the case, you're you're going to be miserable too. So, yeah, uh, all relational genius, um, all help from God, all power from God, begins with humility on on our part. Jesus mm-hmm. said it this way. You you quoted a verse a moment ago. I'll I'll quote another one. Jesus said it this way um, in the greatest sermon ever preached, and this is the opening line of the sermon. 
Blessed are the poor in spirit, mm-hmm. for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? Jesus said this, blessed are the humble, mm-hmm. because they have access to the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. In humility. Um, and he says it to a bunch of outcasts who oh, were in yeah. rural Galilee, not oh, the yeah. elite, not the social climbers, none of that. He he says all the power of God um, is available to you, mm-hmm. but it's only available through humility. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So where did my lesson begin? Uh, brokenness, mm-hmm. um, just getting beat up by life and, and me acknowledging the fact that I was broken and prideful and I needed to change. And so in that humility, right, that's that's fertile ground mm-hmm. uh, for some relational genius to take root. <laughs> if we'll if we'll listen to God and if we'll listen to, you know, godly others who can help us with that and give us give us wise wise counsel. Um, I'm going to add this since I said that if you're in a painful season right now. Mm. Because our relationship is blown up. Um, man, this is a great opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because usually great change comes from great seasons of pain. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Uh, pain won't change you for the good. That's not automatic. Mm-hmm. You have to choose that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is one of these opportunities where you can just own your part of whatever it was, take responsibility and begin to humble yourself and allow God to begin to move in your life. Which if you are in that season of pain, something blew up, I'm going to tell you, it's a whole lot easier to look at the other person and identify, here's the 18 things that that person did wrong. Here's blame why, is <laughs> yeah, blame. Here's why they're, they're stupid and here's why it blew up and, and resist that. Just know anybody can do that. It, it's, it's real humility, real work to go, okay, God, what, what is it that, that I need to learn about me in this season? Yeah. Different posture. Well, and, and, you know, we're talking about this in the context of marriage. This is true in friendship. Mm-hmm. This is true in your relationship with your parents and your relationships with your kids and your relationships uh, at work. I mean, it's just true across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, humility is um, just absolutely necessary in in life. So I would, I would say with me, um, probably the shift at, at getting a little better, and I'm mm-hmm. definitely – which I want to, I want to interject. Def, I'm definitely at a place where I need to grow a lot, but, but all good things have come out of brokenness and yeah. just owning it. I want to interject this Chad, just cause, and this is not because, uh, we work together and this is me trying to get brownie points. One of the things I love about you is when we have conversations, you're constantly learning new things. You're studying things, you're reading things, you're researching, you and Katrina are talking, you guys are, are constantly on this, this journey of, of recovery and learning and okay, God, what, what's next in this season. And so I appreciate that you're not going, Hey, We've been doing church this way for a long time, and what we did 20 years ago works, and so we're just going to keep doing it. Um, you, God is constantly transforming you, and I, I get to work close with you, so I get to see that, and I get to hear you even process with our staff, with me, uh, in conversation. So I do appreciate that uh, as, a, as a pastor, as a, as a leader of our church, that you are continually growing and learning and seeking out mentors, and you have people that, that are ahead of you that you've gone out after and said, hey, coach me, teach me. Uh, I want to learn. So anyhow. So what is something that God is teaching you in this season, not just that he's taught you over Mm. the course of years and years of marriage and life and all of that, but even in this season, as you're continually learning, what's something God's teaching you today? Well, I appreciate that encouragement. Mm. Thank you. Um, What he's teaching me today, I'm going to talk about parenting. Mm. Um, So I have a 20-year-old son Mm -hmm. and a 14-year-old son. And they're very different. Um, one likes to really push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. The other is much more compliant. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and in the seasons of parenting, uh, one of the things I've learned, and I, I learned this um, intellectually <laughs> from one of those mentors you were talking about, mm-hmm. but I'm starting to see it and learn it functionally now. Yeah. Practically and yeah, uh, as you're actually yeah. living it out. So if you're the parent of a teenager or a young adult, um, remember that you're playing the long game. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to get too excited about the things they have done right. And you don't want to totally freak out about things that they're doing that are wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are in process. And this mentor of mine is 71. And he's like, because I was having a season of freaking out a few years ago. And he was like, dude, you're not going to know till they're 30. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got 15 <laughs> more years of this, right? And he goes, honestly, he said, we, we, we were on this roller coaster ride of, of up and down. And he's like, every kid is different. Mm-hmm. And then he said, Chad, I, I want you to look back at your life and tell me what you were like at 16, 17. And I said, okay. And he said, uh, did your parents know everything that you were doing and what was going on in your life? I'm like, no. And he goes, okay. So you're already at a place where you're aware of what your son is doing at 16, 17, because he'll tell you. And he would. Our, our son would tell us all kinds of stuff. And I was like, oh, God, I don't want to know that, right? <laughs> he said, so what you have is, is relational trust. Mm-hmm. And he said, so, so that's already a good sign of, of parenting. He goes, but think about how you were. You were just hiding it. Mm-hmm. And so guess what? That's how he is. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my friend, his name's Larry, he's, he's like, you turned out all, all right. And he goes, so, you know, there's probably a lot of hope for your mm-hmm. kid too. Uh, but, but that's a lesson that I'm learning. And what's interesting is I'm, I'm just seeing some beautiful things um, in, in both of my sons, but I'm going to brag on my oldest son right now. I, I'm seeing some beautiful things in his life right now that I'm going to cry that um, – Far exceed where I was at that age. Yeah. Um, his courage, right? Frankly, his personal security um, and his willingness to take risks, um, leverage his talents without mom and dad, no safety net, mm-hmm. you know, just puts himself out there. And I'm seeing God work in his life right now. And, I, and I'm seeing um, him pray more and... Pray for others. I found out yesterday there's a dude on our staff that works over at Queen Creek, and mm-hmm. they've been texting all summer. I had no idea mm-hmm. and praying for one another. And then there was another guy on our staff I found out they're doing that with. So he has these relationships from when he was in uh, elementary school, junior high, and those men are still now reaching out to him because they know he's away from home. And there's just been this beautiful kind of thing that I've seen in his life as as of late. And – um you know, so he's not 30 yet, so I won't get too excited, right? <laughs> but I, I, I think the lesson that I'm learning right now is with our teenagers, it's the long game. So here's, here's the point. Mm-hmm. So build the relationship. Yeah. Um, rules without relationship will equal rebellion. Mm-hmm. Listen, for the long term, there's going to be rebellion anyway. They're teenagers. But rules without relationship will equal rebellion. Rules with relationship over time, mm-hmm. the long game, will equal rightness. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
I'm starting to experience some of that. Use the analogy of a, of a roller coaster. And I heard an, an expert on adolescence use this same analogy. They said, okay, when you get into a roller coaster, like picture the ones with the big loops and all that, and they put down that big old bar that goes over your shoulders. Hmm. What do you automatically do when you put that thing down? Push. You, yeah, you push on it, right? And you, you make sure this thing is secure. They said, that's all teenagers are doing. If they have these things, these boundaries, these things that you've taught them, they're going to push on that to go, is this real? Is this secure? Don't freak out when they push on it because that's what we naturally do. And that's the stage of life. And then with the roller coaster, you choose as a parent, am I going to get on this roller coaster with them to your point and get overly excited at these things and and get overly freaked out at at these things? You want to be consistent and and you want to be there when there's highs, when there's lows, and and you want to be an anchor in the midst of, because their world will will be a roller coaster. Oh, uh, yeah. You choose whether or not you're going to get on that with them or whether you're going to go, okay, yeah, there's some ups and downs and all that, but I'm going to stay consistent and I'm going to love you through it and I'm going to coach you through it uh, because they are going to push boundaries. Yeah. So if they tell you something mm-hmm. and you freak out, mm-hmm. uh, you just taught them to lie to you next time. Yeah. And you don't want that. And that's that's true in your marriage. That's true in your friendships. Oh, yeah. That's true in your workplace. All, all of these environments, all relationships, that's true. Yeah, you just, you just taught them that you can't handle mm-hmm. the truth. And so what you do, I think I said this in a sermon recently. I don't know. I say different things at different services. Mm-hmm. But um, – you know, I, go to the bathroom and freak out, mm-hmm. and then and then come back, and there's still consequences. I'm not sure. saying that. Yeah. Um, tough not love from an emotional place, from a logical reason. T- yeah, mm-hmm. tough love has to be there. But but I try to always thank my boys, mm-hmm. even if I don't like the truth. I try to thank them for telling me the truth. Yeah, I want in our house, our home is a place um, where truth is celebrated, even if we don't like it. Mm-hmm. And and so you well know. to go to go all the way there. So our example, it's not who are all the great relational experts, you know, that are writing blogs and doing all that. Our example is God. So when we go to God and we're honest with God, does God shame us? Does He punish that? Does He celebrate that? Does He go, man, thank you for being honest? If you want to actually experience forgiveness, you gotta you gotta confess to God. You gotta be real. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just because He's paid for those sins right on the cross to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But there's a there's a celebration of honesty. Stop trying to hide from God. He already knows what's going on. Um, the same thing's true in our relationships. We're we're gleaning from His example and going, how do I apply this in parenting? How do I apply this in my marriage? Um, God doesn't freak out on us when we when we fail. Um, I think he, it, it grieves him. It still hurts him the way when our kids fail. Um, and, and so we need to be aware of that. Uh, but he still loves you and, and he wants to help you get back on the right track. Well, this is how God does it. It's grace and truth. Mm-hmm. You get the grace first. Mm-hmm. Um, the grace is, I love you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for telling me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll always love you. There's nothing you could do to make me love you more. There's mm-hmm. nothing you could do to make me love you less. God just says, I love you. Created you, right? I accept you as you are, not as you should be. Uh, I just love you. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this issue. Now let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. uh, some things need to change here. Yeah. And um, even with God, uh, God has disciplined me. He disciplines those he loves. Mm-hmm. There's some consequences here. Mm-hmm. And you're going to own those, mm-hmm. right? So my love... It's the same, but you need to grow. And to grow, you got to work through these consequences. And God loves us in grace and truth. Good parenting is full of grace and truth. Good relationships are full of grace and and truth. And so that's one of a hundred things I'm learning right now. (laughs) That's yeah. so good. Chad, uh, as we're wrapping up our time, can you can you just pray for those that maybe are 
since we talked about parenting a whole lot, maybe going through a season of that, or, or there's a relationship that came to mind as you were talking about the things God's teaching you and, uh, and just pray for God's grace and truth to, to guide that relationship. Yeah. Thanks. Father, we thank you that you love first, lead second, but always do both. Thank you for the beautiful gifts of both grace and truth. Um, we confess that we uh, need your help relationally. Um, we don't have it all together. We need your power. And so in humility and in poorness of personal spirit, we ask that you, Holy Spirit, would take over. That your fruit would be evident in all of our relationships. Uh, give us wisdom as parents, as we were talking about. Give us wisdom as um Spouses, people that are married, give us wisdom um, as uh, people that are dating. Give us wisdom as people that have friends. Give us wisdom at work. Give us wisdom with our parents, with our kids, with our siblings. Uh, in all of our relationships, we need you. And so um, help us to follow in your steps. Holy Spirit, help us to just keep in step with you. And as Jesus said, may we be known uh, May, may it be evident that we're his followers because of our love for one another, because of the quality of how we do this. And so teach us, we pray. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.